Good evening. This is Bud Lundberg bringing you selections from my own record collection in a program we call Bud's Corner. Each Sunday night at this time, I'll be playing the great swing music of the 30s and 40s, the big bands in their heyday, the small groups, the great individualists. Sometimes we'll dip back into the 1920s to explore the beginnings of this wonderful music we call jazz. And sometimes we'll venture into the later years to appreciate the newer ideas and even some of the mainstream players of today. But whatever it is, it will swing. Our format is to feature a single artist each week, but since jazz is generally a collective form of music, that always gives us the chance to hear a variety of musicians. Our featured artist for this Sunday night is Benny Carter, the great alto saxophonist, who also was well uh, uh, known as a trumpet player and band leader and composer. Just to give a little background, Benny Carter is now 75 years of age. He is still active, still playing, and uh, is still a wonderful musician. He was born in New York on August 8, 1907. He actually went to Wilberforce University to study theology, but he soon left to join, to join Horace Henderson's um, collegians, Horace Henderson being the brother of Fletcher Henderson, and since that time he was involved in music. By the late 1920s, he was a full-time musician. The first number we have is from a group that was uh, well-known at that time called McKinney's Cotton Pickers. He's a sideman with that group, but he has a long alto saxophone solo, and it shows that at that time, at age 22, he was a very mature uh, musician uh, with style and taste uh, excellent for that age. McKinney's Cotton Pickers were a group led at that time by Don Redmond and had a great many good people in it. Joe Smith, Sidney DeParis, trumpeters, Claude Jones, trombone, Redmond himself, who was an excellent tenor saxophonist. This is 1929. Benny Carter with McKinney's Cotton Pickers. The tune is I'd Love It.
as you can tell, that was pretty good big band swing for 1929, McKinney's Cotton Pickers. Uh, in case you missed it, that was a short piano solo by Fats Waller, and towards the end there was uh, another short solo by tenor saxophonist Coleman Hawkins. During the late uh, 1920s and early 30s, uh, Benny Carter played in various groups. One of them was a group that was formed generally just for a recording section, and there were several different groups. They called themselves the Chocolate Dandies. Here's a recording from 1930 called D Blues. The group consists of trumpeter Bobby Stark, trombonist Jimmy Harrison, Carter on alto, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, Horace Henderson at the piano, um, and John Kirby on bass. Mo these are people mostly from the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra at that time. There were no drums on the uh, uh, on this uh, recording, and Carter is playing clarinet here, so you have a chance to uh, hear him on that instrument. This is D Blues, the Chocolate Dandies, 1930.
That was D Blues, Benny Carter with the Chocolate Dandies in 1930. In 33, uh, Carter made another recording with uh, a group again called the Chocolate Dandies, but entirely different from the other group. This has uh, Max Kaminsky on trumpet, Carter, of course, uh, this time uh, also playing trumpet in what is uh, what we believe is his first recorded trumpet solo. Floyd O'Brien is a trombonist, the great tenor saxophonist Chew Berry is on it, along with Teddy Wilson, guitarist Luce, Lawrence Lucy, and Sidney Catlett on drums. Carter is the composer and uh, arranger for this uh, small band group, and uh, most of the people did not know that Carter played trumpet at all, and in fact uh, many do not even realize it today because most of his fame has been won as an alto saxophonist and uh, this solo sort of startled the uh, jazz world to know that he could play trumpet and could play it well. This is the Chocolate Dandies in 1933. The tune is Once Upon a Time.
That was Once Upon a Time, Benny Carter with the Chocolate Dandies. Later in 1933, Benny Carter formed his first big band. Remember that the swing era really did not begin until 1935, so this is uh, pre that era. The band was 14 pieces. It included some really uh, top people, Bill Dillard on trumpet, J.C. Higginbotham trombone, Teddy Wilson was with him, Lawrence Lucy the guitarist, Sidney Catlett on drums. Um, we're going to play from 1933 a composition uh, written and arranged by Carter and uh, one of his uh, rather uh, uh, famous uh, compositions is called Symphony in Riffs. There's fine solos on it by Higginbotham on trombone, Dillard, Johnny Russell, a little known but good tenor saxophonist, and, uh, and Teddy Wilson. This is Symphony in Riffs, the Benny Carter Orchestra from 1933.
That was the Benny Carter Orchestra of 1933. The band played uh, part of the time uh, uh, during those uh, few years at Connie's Inn in Harlem. It was a critical success, but uh, not really a uh, financial success. In 1935, uh, Carter broke up the band and went to Europe. At that time, uh, uh, Europe was a fertile ground for many musicians, and he remained there for three years. He uh, joined Willie Lewis's band in Paris and played with him for a while, uh, wrote and composed there, then went to London, where he stayed for a considerable amount of time, uh, writing and uh, for uh, the British Broad Broadcasting Company and uh, formed a band, played uh, there. Uh, we're going to hear one recording from uh, with the European group that consists of some French, some Americans that uh, were in uh, Paris at the time. This is 1938. It's under the title of Benny Carter's Orchestra. It includes, um, among others, the famous um, French guitarist Django Reinhardt, who takes a uh, guitar solo on it. This is I'm Coming, Virginia, 1938, Benny Carter in Paris.
was Benny Carter in Europe, uh, 1938. As with uh, several other famed jazz mu musicians, Carter became a, at least a minor celebrity in Europe. Uh, one story is told of uh, how he was traveling on the train through Belgium and the heir to the then defunct uh, throne of Austria-Hungary was uh, on the train too and crowds were at the station to greet the train. Carter thought they were all come to see the heir apparent uh, of for the throne, but as he stuck his uh, head out the window to see what was going on, he found out that the crowds were really for him. Uh, there's always been a reverence in Europe for uh, fine musicians, fine jazz musicians, that perhaps we have not always had in the United States. We have not always appreciated the people that have given us the great music that, uh, that they have. Later in 1938, Carter returned to the United States. The big band era was on in full swing. He was anxious to get back into it and uh, uh, into the American scene. He started forming his own band almost immediately, but uh, uh, while he was doing so, uh, <coughs> he sat in in a group with Lionel Hampton. Hampton at that time was making some small band recordings for Victor with uh, uh, many different famous jazzmen. This is uh, 1938, uh, Carter with the Hampton Group, consisting of um, Harry James, Herschel Evans, Billy Kyle, John Kirby, Joe Jones was on drums, of course Hampton, and Carter. Carter uh, uh, wrote the tune, made the arrangement uh, uh, for the session. This is I'm in the Mood for Swing.
was Benny Carter with the Lionel Hampton small group, 1938, I'm in the Mood for Swing. In 39, Carter got his big band going, and uh, it was an excellent one. Um, Joe Thomas led the trumpet section, Vic Dickinson and Jimmy Archie were on, in trombones, Coleman Hawkins was with uh, Carter in the saxophone section, Eddie Haywood was on piano, Ul Ulysses Livingston guitar, that was the type of people he had. It was uh, one of the best bands. It may not have had the success of the others, but one of the best bands of the era. This is a 1940 rendition, an irresistible dance tempo. This is the Carter Orchestra, Fish Fry. Commodore record 
shop um, uh, recording. That was a small shop in New York that uh, made some wonderful records for a short time. It's dedicated, uh, the name of the tune is Smack. It's dedicated to Fletcher, Fletcher Henderson, whose nickname was Smack. The recording has no piano on it because Fletcher, who was supposed to be there, didn't make it for the session. But they went ahead anyway. This is the Chocolate Dandies. The tune is Smack. Carter, Johnny Hodges, and 
Charlie Parker are probably the two, three greatest alto saxophonists in the history of jazz. Getting back to the Carter Orchestra of the period of around 1940, let's play one more tune from that. This is Sunday, the Carter Orchestra in 1941, just great big band swing. Orchestra in 1941. Actually, this orchestra broke up in 1943. The war, of course, was on and uh, had a direct effect on anybody keeping a big band together. Carter went to uh, California, lived in Los Angeles, and really has remained there the rest of his life. He has spent much of his time in later years writing for movies, television, and so on. But at that time, he went, got together another band, uh, 
1944, consisting of uh, naturally some of the younger musicians. Max Roach, J.J. Johnson were, were in this band. We're going to play one of the numbers, which is actually a showcase for the Carter alto, alto saxophone, and which uh, solidifies his position as one of the great, all-time great alto players. This is 1944. I can't get started. Actually, Carter broke up this band also after several years, and since that time has devoted himself to writing, composing, and uh, playing in recording sessions and uh, 
various club dates at jazz festivals, um, and so on. The several big bands that Carter had always won critical success. They missed great mass popularity that some other bands had. He never had a great hit. Perhaps that uh, partly explains it. He was not a showman. He was a thorough musician, admired uh, by uh, his peers, but not a showman as far as the public was concerned. Lawrence Lucy, the fine guitarist, said of uh, playing with Carter that if you played with Carter, your reputation was made. Carter played with various small groups, especially for recording sessions. This is one made in 1961. The, um, the Carter is playing with other saxophonists, Phil Woods, Coleman, Hawkins, and Charlie Rouse. It shows that Carter can keep up with any of them. This is crazy rhythm. <laughs> 